Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Aotearoa Rugby Pod. Ross Carl here with... Bryn Hall and also James Parsons. And if you're wondering why I'm wearing a skin <laughs> yeah. Stephen Donald style outfit, you can blame these guys uh, right here. You can blame him. Yeah. So, so I thought I was going to be the one that suffers, suffers, but it's actually our viewers that are going to suffer. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look can you get the headgear yeah. on, please? Uh, yeah, sorry. I better put this on. That's the full payment. Oh, it's um, worth it. How long oh. do I have to wear it for? I don't know. Just a pre-aftermatch speech. <laughs> <laughs> There's a James Parsons special. And I can tell you, it doesn't smell that much either. No, I gave it, a, gave it a rinse for you. Yeah, it was nice. So I'm wearing this because County's basically lost to North Harbour and that was the bet. So um, unfortunately, I think I'm going to wear it the whole way through. Yeah, beautiful. Make everyone suffer. They're yeah. just going to tune straight into the podcast. Man, you know, we, won't suffer. we won't be it's suffering. Gla- it's, it's a great <laughs> it's a, site. Yeah. Get to see it for an hour. How good. Yeah, take it on Spotify now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't do it now. Well, you're looking at these things. Oh. <laughs> it was a big weekend. I'm taking this off. Take it off. I'm taking this off. That's going over there. <laughs> Let's get into the test match and let's go straight to the red cards. Oh. Give us your take. We've heard all sorts of things. We've heard things about old school rugby. That's not a red card. New school rugby. We've got to protect the players. Where do you stand? Oh, it's pretty clear. We know as players that if you go anywhere near the head these yeah. days, it's good night nurse, isn't it? So uh, I think both were fair. Um, he, and the biggest thing you ask for as a player is consistency. And he was consistent um, on both occasions. Like initially, when I saw off his tackle, I was like, oh, that's one of his classic, beautiful tackles, you know. I, I, mm. I, I was commentating for News Talk and I said, I've run down that channel at training and it's not so pleasant. <laughs> um, and then when it did the replay, as soon as you saw it around that neck, chin area, uh, you, knew, you knew he was in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And did you immediately think red card, Bryn? Yeah, I thought so. Like I said, like Chip says, we get probably taught to do that. It doesn't matter if he's falling down or he's at a, at a lower height. You just can't afford to do that. So what we want as players is consistency. And I think the, the change of guard around with HIA coming in and around protecting players, you know, I know probably the old school are probably thinking that it was a warrant of a red card, but I think for the way that rugby's going and we want to take care of the players, I think it, it was fair. It yeah. was definitely fair. And I think the argument on the old school is, is the type of player and athlete these days is different yep. to the way it was back then. And obviously they speak about how it was Tuesday, Thursday and then play. Whereas, you know, it's a seven day a week affair and preparation and, and, and mm. loading, you know, to the point of, you know, measuring testosterone to peak at the right time and things like that. You know, like there's so much goes into being at your prime mm. come game day so that you can transfer all your power through the opposition. So it's, it's just a different ball game now. You wanted to talk around, you enjoyed it that the red card was there for the whole match. You didn't yeah. want the 20 minutes that like we did for Super Rugby. Yeah, I suppose there's the two things with this, isn't it? There's, should it be a red card? And then 
should the rules be changed? Mm. Because under the rules, it should be a red card, absolutely. Yep. Should the rules be changed? And then we start talking about what you mentioned. 20 minutes off to save the game, allow someone to come on and make it so it's not a non-contest 15 on 14 or 15 on 13 or whatever it might end up being. Yep. Um, or send them off the whole game. For me, a red card's point is to make sure that the players are demotivated from doing this kind of thing. Mm. And if you allow someone to come on after 20 minutes, that practically is a substitution. And to me, that's not enough. Um, now, I look, I understand that since these rules have come in, I don't think that there's been more high tackles. Yep. Um, and so maybe it's a slightly moot point. But you've got to have that strict thing in place. <coughs> Otherwise, it becomes a farce. You know, you can go out and do that and your team still benefits in the long run for a guy who in some cases might have been coming on anyway. Does it, does it make it, because I still think there's a punishment there if you look at the troubles it'll give you. You know, you're bringing someone on after 20 minutes, potentially earlier than you'd planned to, and then it reshuffles your bench and there's still an adjustment. You know, even to the point you look at the difference on the weekend of a prop versus uh, Lucy going off, the Wallabies Lucy, doesn't really change much for them. But the fact that Lomax had to come on quite early, uh, you lose a Kera um, who was on fire, and then you can bring on a Tupo late in the game against you know, a Lomax, and, and Alex had to be brought on, well, he was brought on quite early for Carl, and then he's fresh legs yep. with 15. I still think, even with that 20-minute factor, depending on the person that goes, can play... A lot, and I think that's why the Wallabies bench was a little bit more effective mm. than the All Blacks bench. And a lot of people say because there's a lot of debutants and stuff, but I don't think it is that. It was, it was, it had to be managed a lot differently mm. due to the nature of what player went off for those red cards. I think just for that, like if you look at that situation, those two situations, those two red cards, like you'd probably think, yep, it's a red card in this day and age. But I think the deservance of like obviously it wasn't as like a, a tip tackle on the head or something that would warrant a really red card. I know we're like putting it like red card to a red card, but yeah. I think, you know, then having that 20 minutes period where another guy can come on, I think it'll just, it's a spectacle I for the still think it's as well. A, it does affect you though, doesn't oh, it? Oh, 100%, because 20, 20 minutes is long enough, I think, because your, your biggest mm. thing is around, you think 20 minutes isn't enough mm. of an advantage, but, but yeah. I think I think but it is. Bench balance is what I mean, is yep. it's still a punishment, like bench balance and, and getting the timing of your subs. We've heard it over and over that it's a 23-man yeah. game. It, it still will... And look, I was all in your favour. I was in your camp when it first came across um, for Super Rugby. It was, was mentioned to me, and I was like, oh, nah. As a competitor, I was like, if someone does that, I want them 14 because I want to win. Mm. And then and then it was brought to my attention, you know, we're an entertainment, we're a product. Mm. You know, what if you've paid, you know, dis disposable incomes limited at the best of times? You know, you want to be able to still provide a, a fixture or, or an entertaining product um, for, for the consumer so that they... Can get their I just, worth, I just around that as well. If you were talking around the bench influence, I thought Australia's bench was a lot better than the All Blacks. You know, that's we, what I mean. Yeah, but due to the correct. Yeah, yeah. So I think you think around yeah the prop and the six. Well, you think how many minutes Tyro Lomax has played? Yeah, bug, like bug, just yeah. leading up to the test, let bug alone ball. test match footy. Like he was exceptional, mm. but you know then Tupo comes on fresh, mm. so there's that big scrum. Yeah, you know when we should have probably just got it out. Mm, it was yeah. sitting at, at um, Artie's feet. Yeah. But that's, you know, and they just get hoovered mm. um, because of that freshness of, of the front row. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. Maybe there's a few technical things as well for, for Alex, but I still think that freshness. Yeah. And, and their bench, you know, even McDermott. Mind you, I thought Webb was really good when he came on, but mm. McDermott was really lively, wasn't he? You reckon Brad should have come on earlier? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, only because 
Yeah, you look before half time, like it, it just we just didn't. It looked clunky, a little bit clunky, mm -hmm. even before from Cody giving the ball back to TJ. He went to give it back, then he and then TJ left, and it dropped to the ground just before half time. Yeah. Um, I, I just think different style of player, and and Fozzie said in the after match, he felt like defence was the key factor going into winning that game, and, and TJ's strength is obviously yeah. his defence. Um, but I, I felt as soon as Brad was on there, albeit six minutes. They scored a try through two pound. I'm not saying it's all him, but mm. he was just ball up. And I thought it brought the best out of Bodie mm. as well. Mm. Bodie was real flat and, and they created a little bit well, more. Well, if you have a look at it as well, when Nuggie's playing and TJ's there, you know, TJ comes on a little bit earlier. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Fozzie was talking around the defense around that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think we maybe might but have. But Brad's not that. a 22 year old kid as well. This is what I was saying yeah. as well. It's like he's, he's played a lot of super rugby. He's really experienced. Mm. Yes, not in test match footy. He's played six tests, but. He's an experienced, cool, calm customer who, who, who leads the Chiefs, mm. has captained the Chiefs. Um, I don't think it would have been a massive risk to bring him on earlier. Mm. Would have it won us a test? I don't know. But I've, I just felt yeah. um, he, he brought something when he was on. There was a mm. big change in us attacking-wise when he was on. Mm. So does that leave TJ Padanata in an interesting spot? Because we know how good he is off the bench. And, and, and if he isn't bringing that necessarily the way that Aaron Smith brings, the speed and, and the, the sharpness that he brings to that side, do we say, TJ, we know that you're the number two, but you need to stay there and we're going to bring Brad in like for like for the starting side? Potentially. And, and the biggest thing I want to say on it is I've sat here and sung TJ's praises as a competitor and what he's delivered so far in the, in the Bledisloe. He will admit he lost his call. Cool. Like it's evident he was grabbing Nick White's head at one stage, um, but I still think he's got like one game doesn't make yeah. you does doesn't demote you. Yeah. To so I, I and I don't think you know it wasn't just him. There was a lot of players, and, and that's the beauty of Gilbert and Oka that that they'll get to learn from those experiences. That what they're going to gain out of you know they've come out and said themselves that they lost their call cool and they didn't manage it. Mm. So. It's just a learning opportunity. They've still got the blitters, though. It's not the end of the world, and I don't think tr things drastically need to change. Whether Brad starts and he stays on the bench this week, I don't think it's based on that. I'd say it'd be giving Brad an opportunity, yeah. and probably one he's earned based on the you know the six minutes that he had on the weekend. Well, I mean, you're a halfback. Mm. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, look, I think yeah, like, TJ's very experienced. You know, he's played 50 odd Test matches for the All Blacks, and again, you know, he probably would want. A few things that he changed on the weekend. If you're talking around demeanour and that kind of stuff, you know, because we know that's TJ. He's competitive. He's fiery, and it brings the best out of you know. We saw the experiences in in Wellington or in Auckland. You know, sorry, in Auckland when he brought that kind of competitiveness mm, and, and energy in that sense. So, but I think the difference between those two occasions is his energy and his competitiveness was focused towards his teammates and himself. Yeah. Whereas on the weekend, it was more I'm mm. going after someone. And was yeah. that um, Nick White obviously did well. something though. Because yeah. TJ was at him, and I've never seen Anton Leonard Brown. Anton Leonard Brown was pushing him behind the, the goal line as well. So he was obviously <laughs> he was obviously saying some stuff that was, I that was getting under the skin. I found it surprising though because they've played them the last three times, and they know that Nick White's done that, like the last couple of Test matches. So, you know, full credit to, mm. to Nick White and those players being able to get it under, underneath the boys' skin because uh, I, yeah. they would have delivered that and saying, you know, it's a, they know it's coming. So it would have been delivered throughout the week saying this niggle's going to come. They saw it in the last Test match. And unfortunately, they just got, didn't get it right on, on the weekend where they actually let them get under their skin. And then you see uh, with, with TJ and then Anton Leonard Brown, who never, ever, never, never played against them a lot, Jiffer as well, yeah. is never like that. So they'll address that definitely coming, um, you know, when the next time they play them. Well, they won't actually. So they play them again? No, no. They, they don't play them again. So, um, but going forward to Argentina, if you're Argentina, you want to, you know, 
if yeah. you want to see a blueprint, you said, let's get under the all-black skin by trying to be trying to be niggly. So uh, um, they'll address it. Do you reckon that played a part a little bit? You know when you get an opportunity yep. and you're like, I just think for myself, you're like, oh, I need this. I need to make a statement. I need to show that, you know, this is my chance. These are my are minutes. Are about TJ? Everyone, everyone. Everyone that got given an opportunity. Yep. And almost did it look or feel, especially in that first 20, just our attack shape and things like that, we were trying a little bit too hard? Mm. Or was it just we weren't cohesive because there were so many changes? I don't know. I just if That was my feeling is because there are a lot of changes and a lot of opportunity given, the, the energy and the desire and the want to do well versus mm. um, a, you know probably lack of time in the saddle with those combinations mm. played a little bit? Um, I'd say a little bit, but then I think... You know, Australia's defence was a lot was a lot better. Yeah. They were connected a lot better, putting in a lot of a lot of pressure on our boys. And I think if you look at that first ten minutes, like we were actually getting a lot of ball. Like there were multi phases where we where we scored our first try. It was 12, 13 phases where we scored the try. And then even before that, we had a long passage of play again. So I think yes, maybe a couple of passes here and there, but I think even in that first twenty minutes, we were pretty dominant over them around our breakdown, mm. speed of ball. TJ was getting the ball out quick because our forwards were getting the ball ready to go for him. Um, there were rovers floating around, Bodie. Bodie was taking it to the line with Geordie as well, so. Yeah, but what I mean is like, we'd go into contact and we'd flip it back, and I don't know, it just didn't seem like we were punch, 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 you know, finding space the week before, kick strategy, things like that, that were just perfect. Mm. It felt like there was so many, so much ball just shoveled mm. and, and passed back there without like the communication, mm. or it was like, as a ball carrier, or I, I'm going back, I see an opportunity, but it hasn't been called, but mm. I give it. Yeah. And there was so much ball down. Yes, they weren't turnovers, but we constantly got brought back. Mm. And then even when we did score, which, well, look, it was really, it was a great try and it was created by sucking in the defence. We hit that inside runner a lot, not the middle runner. Mm. And so that isolates you a little bit. Yes, we were good enough in the cleans, but it just didn't look as slick as the week before. Well, and that brings another question, something else that fired me up on the weekend. You can't compare those two teams. Because no. they were completely different teams. So... But also that other team had three weeks. It had three weeks. Three games, three tests, mm. and the build-up. So six weeks, really. Yeah. And then this team had a week. And so this team secured the Bledisloe Cup, yes, but they have not secured the Tri-Nations. Mm. And to me, the change of complete team like they did shows maybe, I don't know, a lack of disrespect for the Tri-Nations trophy, or certainly it shows their priorities. You would have thought that with a trophy up for grabs, they would have continued to give those guys a chance to, to win and then change it up against Argentina. See, I think... No, I think yeah, they need I, big matches. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think, you know, bringing... You know, playing from the All Blacks, it doesn't matter if you've, you know, even played the last three tests. Your expectation is to know your role, to yeah. get it right. So yes, you know, they probably would have wanted to do things a little bit better, but I think they didn't show disrespect around bringing in changes. Those guys were deserving. You know, we talk about Akira. You know, he was deserving of a start. You know, we talk about other guys that are like Bodie at 10 that we've talked with, Jib has talked oh. about a lot, you know. So these guys are ready to, and they're deserving of opportunities. It's just, on, you know, just on the weekend, they missed out a few things yeah. with not being together, probably like we talked oh. about the last three test matches. And it could cost them a trophy. But I, I'd be a hypocrite to sit here and yeah. say now, after the fact, mm. oh, you shouldn't have changed. Because I was sitting here last week saying, this is great. Agree. Love the opportunities. Yeah. Want to see these guys mm. in the jersey. I've been pleading for a number of Blues players <laughs> to be on there. They finally got their crack. Yeah. Um, I'd still love to see Aki get another lick because I don't think he got a fair crack at his chance, and I'm sure he would due to his performance. Um, but no, I, I don't think it was disrespect because I still think that's a world-class team that 100%. went out there. And expectations yeah. are... And maybe we are being a little bit disrespectful, us, mm. as in not acknowledging what the Wallabies brought. 
well, we're talking a hell of a lot about the All Blacks yeah. and what they didn't deliver, but what, what the Wallabies brought defensively and their adjustment yep. and the collision, 100%. Is, it probably needs to be acknowledged. Mm. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, we saw that Richie was starting to come into his own, him and Bodie are working really well. I know that there's a limited number of tests this year and we just need that foundation in place for next year. You know, there aren't going to be any more games with those two guys together for well over a year. It felt like against the Wallabies, against a team that is that good, it was a good time to continue that. But then you think, but, you think again, yeah. if there's no test matches, those, where are they going to get that experience yeah. if we don't play them? But I think the growth, like, well, let's be honest, we, we also stood here and said we'd, we'd, we'd sit third in the world rankings and win the World Cup mm. in four years' time yeah. last week. So the experience that they got from yep. being put under pressure and getting a little hot under the collar, mm. and I mentioned Gilbert Anoka, like, that, that is, that's gold for them to learn and grow from. Mm. And that'll, that'll hold that group, those players, um, players coming in, they'll create something out of it and it'll make them stronger and, and building towards other trophies. And I still think we'll win the Tri-Nations trophies. I don't think that'll be the, the um, be all and end all because we're two points ahead. Mm. Um, <coughs> and if we win the next two games, it's signed, sealed, delivered. So it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think it was the right thing to do, yeah. whether think, we win yeah. or lose. And it was a pressure cooker moment as well. So I think, you know, the learnings that they're going to get, already alluded to it, mm. the learnings that those men are going to get is going to go forward. Yes, we're playing Argentina, but that experience then come next year when those pressure cooker situations, because we don't have a lot of test matches, they'll be able to draw on that and, you know, it'll be... We have to be careful too, though. How do you have put in two big shifts against an Aussie uh, 15? Yeah. You know, like that, uh, these next two tests aren't, Givens for either either team. There's still a lot of growth for the Wallabies to do, but also for the All Blacks to bounce back. And, and in saying that, you know, that's why I think it might have been a bit risky not to play the team that was in good place, so you can get it locked in after a couple of Test matches. Yeah, but if RG do the business, they can pass both, whether we win that or not. So it's it, it, we don't know what Argentina. We won't know until this weekend. You know, they've played a. Two warm-up games scored plenty of points, leaked a bit too. Mm. So they they've scored plenty, mm. but I think the score on the weekend was 50 odd to 25-30. So you know the, the defence, there'll be opportunities to mm. score points. Um, so like any test matches or anything, if you've got the defence system, and that was probably a big thing that shifted uh, for the Wallabies. Their defence was more aggressive and and didn't allow the All Blacks to dictate, yep. but also. Uh, on the flip side, when they had ball in hand, their balance, we spoke about their yeah. attacking balance, and uh, they, they did less kicks um, than the All Blacks, but yep. were more effective. And uh, Pattaya's uh, grubber, yep. kick pressure brought forward skill, uh, putting the All Blacks skills under pressure. Nick White went back to his box kicks, which mm. were exceptional. The try in the opening minutes, the chip from Hodge, little attacking kick. All Blacks bring line speed, so straight away then that's, that slows line speed for the rest of the game and then they play through the hands and they get good carry metres and uh, getting off the back of that. So I think their balance of attack is where it needed to be and yeah. that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. It's just how they make that is consistent because mm. the decision making was much better, not just by Hodge and White, but as I said, Pattaya put in a couple. Um, Paisami I thought was, he was really good. Man. Good ball carry. Good ball um, so, and, and the biggest thing, uh, the credit you've it has to go to the key man that changed was Hodge at 10. Although statistically, when you look at his game, it's not like a Moonga from mm. the week before. But his control, his, his calmness and his accuracy allowed others 
to flourish in and, in and around him and outside him. And, and I think that midfield had their best game due to his calm nature, performance, and, and I suppose his directive. So, yes, it wasn't a Richie 10 out of 10, but it was probably a 10 out of 10 in terms of what he delivered for that team to perform. So, I think was that the best performance by an Aussie 10 this year so far? In the test matches? Yeah. Well, I don't think it has to. Yeah. They got the win, and I think yeah. coming back to Chipper's points, those points are really valid. And I think a big thing that I love seeing, and we talk about big moments in test matches, just for half time, you know, holding them up. You know, it's massive, you know, just for what we talked about in the past before around the Aussies not being able to hold on or whether it be an attacking or them defending as well. Him holding up that ball just for half time, even though they got that line out, um, just for half time, tapping it back. But, you know, those kind of plays there, that's when the winning of a test match, possibly. That was the winning of the test match mm. for me. Like, I, when I was commentating the game, I, I said at the time, how crucial is missing that opportunity to score yep. with the pressure, the building, and then losing that line and not getting over. And in the end, it, it was the difference because when Cotabetti was off with the yellow card, we didn't make them pay. Mm. Yeah. And even after half-time, it wasn't a great first 10 minutes. I think even they scored while Cotabetti was still off. I mm. think they got three points via Hodge. And then on the flip side, when Barrett um, was um, yellow carded, they got they got penalties and they got the try, and and they, and that's that was the winning and losing the game. The team that um, dealt with that yellow card period because they yep. both reds, and and the winning and losing is how accurate Wallabies were. And they, it was simple play. Mm. They didn't try to be too creative. They just rolled up their sleeves. Yep. And that yellow card, they knew Barrett was out, so they knew they could suck and suck and suck. And then the power of Tupo got them over. But it was it was just that's what I mean with Hodges' management of that game. Mm. He wasn't looking to score on first phase. He knew that it was going to be an arm wrestle and it was going to take time, and he did exactly that. Um, and the m most interesting thing out of it is the Wallabies have conceded the most points in that second 20 minutes, mm. and that's when the All Blacks couldn't pounce, mm. which is which surprised me because it showed how out of the, all of the Bledisloes, it showed the resilience and, and the steel and the adjustment the Wallabies made defensively yep, to not let points in, in, a, in an area that's so far this, this year is where they've conceded most of their points yep. in the quarters. So would you back Hodge as a long-term option at 10? 10-12. He's a big enough body for 12. Mm. Um, those, those boys went really well in the midfield outside him, but I, I still think O'Connor's got to play a, a role to play yep. somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. I think you can, you, um, it was good one, one good performance. But again, if they're going to give him another opportunity to stay there, then we'll, I guess the proof will be in the pudding if he continues to keep playing better. But he also needs like, to go there for a super franchise yeah. then as well. I still like yeah. O'Connor. I still like O'Connor at ten. You know, and then with Tamua coming back as well when he gets to jump in at twelve, or yeah. he possibly might end at ten cover as well. But you know, Reese Hodgson on the weekend. But fifteen, yeah. Why not? Like he's shown he's got the ability to do something similar to Richie and, and Bodie and yep. be able to step up and play that first receiver role. Yeah. He's got a big boot, so he can clear. He's good under the high ball. Uh, an access of, you know, Tamua's gone for the season, but, you know, an O'Connor, um, Basami and, and Patera with Hodge at fullback, um, mm. not to take away from Banks either. But, I mean, that's beauty. This is what we're talking about. Competi yeah. We talk about the All Blacks competition for spots, and yeah. what that creates is now Dave Rennie starting to get yeah. um, a lot of uh, names in the pot and, and becoming a challenge to pick 23. Mm. Okay, with that in mind, let's go to the Healthspan Elite Performance of the Week. Healthspan Elite is the nutritional supplier to the All Blacks, been there for five years, badge tasted. You can trust that it's gonna help you get through your performances. Who is the Performance of the Week, Brent? 
I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go th the three of them. I'm gonna go the back three for Australia. Yep. I think we've look. Um, I know Drip loves his stats, and he helped me out with the stats. I think you well. love your stats too, bro. I think um, you know, when was the last time we saw an Australian team have more run meters than the New Zealand team? Yep. I think the Corabetti, uh, Wright, and Banks were massive around that. I think there was great to see Corabetti hold onto the ball. He held onto the ball, and he was destructive. He looked destructive with ball in hand, and then. Banks and Wright as well, you know, mm. for two guys that haven't played a lot of test footy, you know, the way they beat defenders and put them on the front foot, um, I think it was massive around them. So I'm actually going for the Australian back three. So I know that it's been tough probably the last couple of weeks for them. We've had a lot of talk around their back three and the mistakes that they've made, but collectively as a back unit, um, at the back three, I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. I think defensively they did a lot better as well, mm. shutting off. You know, if you use the um, the 80th minute when Cotabetti uh, runs up, he jams, uh, um, they get an offload, he yeah. gets a good hit, and then from that offload he bounces off and rips the ball out of Geordie. So he did double efforts. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think um, Wright was the same. So they were really... Um, trying to close that off whereas I think in the past weeks they've been so worried about that kick space yes. they just committed to that and su which was surprising that we didn't take the kick space but um, you know like that that was a big shift in their game as well as a back three uh, for me special mention has to be a Akira I, I thought you know 28 minutes three carries 15 meters so that's five meters per carry his leg drive his fight his want to get through uh, his work was great two defenders beaten in that and that was on the edge i'm really excited to see him on that that left edge um, more often than not than that six jersey but he rolled his sleeves up and yeah. got in the middle as well and did some that, tough Jeff. carries talk around that well i'll get to my, yeah, my yeah, health span i'd love to hear that uh, i'd love to hear it five tackles 20 percent of them dominant that's obviously if you work that out that's one dominant tackle but <laughs> it's still it sounded better as 20 percent i'm just trying to pup and one line out steal <laughs> that's the best bit of it is the big fella got up and stole a line out uh hodge i've spoken about but i think he needs to be mentioned and uh, i wanted to pick a wallaby so i didn't um you know look but I think they played well as a team. It was hard to find an individual. Hodge, yeah. uh, I've acknowledged. But as an individual, Artie Savia for me. Uh, 10 carries, 53 metres, two clean breaks, five defenders beaten, 12 tackles, one miss, two breakdown turnovers, one, two line-out wins. And the reason I put that in there is because he was at the back and I've been harping on about Hoskins mm. and his role at the back of the line-out. Artie kept that same role and you saw a couple of wins before yeah. the half-time half break. And I, th I thought that was a great growth in his game and a, and a ballsy... Um, play for them to put him back there and and he just looked comfortable and I, I he's obviously doing some work on on his line out stuff and I, I thought that was great aspect of his game as well he's moved into that leadership team hasn't he so he has a lot of responsibility and it's good to see him stepping up across the board yeah I, the only area i'd like to see is and i talk about this quick hook and go but i think you saw his carries and his leg drive and his power mm. i'd love to see especially when we were down to seven it's just a quick channel one and him Give an pick it up and go um rather yeah. than trying to sit at the back and I don't know, they were scrumming for penalties or something. Mm. But yeah, no, Adi Savia for me, I thought he was just exceptional. I'd like to see that as well. I've been the recipient of that and it sucks. Oh, you had too, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So thanks yeah. for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. We might have to dig that highlight out. Who would dig that highlight out? Oh, it please was, don't. Uh, please don't. There's Canes and it was down in Christchurch. <laughs> I think they were uh, exiting uh, in the right-hand corner and he just scooped and then Bryn just came on the left-hand flank yeah. down the blind side and Big got piss well. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and with a shirt this tight, you can see the aerodynamics. <laughs> oh, that's it. flew so far. That's it, mate. Yeah, so, Adi. Do that for the All Blacks, mate, so we can yeah. see it. Reminiscent right. of Brent Webb trying to get a Warriors jersey on. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Very much so, Ross. It still looks good, mate. <laughs> I don't know about that. Although I am happy that I fill up the sleeve. You do, oh, yeah, you, you got do, the pipes working. You do. You know?
gosh, I was, I was thinking it was going to be hanging out, and I was like, oh god, this is going to be uh, this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> big pipes at Bryn Hall, can't Not big enough. jersey. Not big enough. <laughs> um, the in-game niggle, we, we've referred to it, but let's talk about it a little bit more. The All Blacks sort of inability to, to, to calm themselves and get composure through a few of those phases. How easy is that to do? And were you surprised that it was hard to do? It's not easy. No. Certainly not. Like, I'll, I'll admit, like, I can get in the red head in games as well pretty pretty easily. So um, it's, you've got to have a system, and they'll all have systems, but a big occasion. I think also a lot of the build-up into it, Brisbane is in a place we've won. We're going to go and make a statement. Uh, guys with opportunities, the skipper got hit. So whenever your skipper gets hit, you know that's always going to add um, animosity and, mm. and a want to um, back him up. Mm. Um, he, he wanted to sort it out himself. Uh, but like, I, I just think it, um, it's, just, it's just a growth opportunity. Like, you know, Gilbert Anoka has been in that All Blacks for so long. Mm. Um, that's his area and, and he'll be all over that. They'll be, they'll be <coughs> better for it. Um, but yeah, look, I was surprised, but it just shows it just shows the um, amount of you know experience that we have had to part, mm. um, and the, the the opportunities to grow and learn for the, these guys coming through that building towards. Like I'll say it, we're building towards twenty twenty three. Mm. Yeah. Um, what? How do you fix it? Do you get them into the circle, do the Karen Reed big breaths thing, or what do you what do you do when you're in the game in that situation to make sure the whole team gets on the same page? I, I was thinking that at the time. I was I was surprised they didn't huddle or something just to just to re, re, regroup. Um, but I think probably because um, you know they were, the ref was talking to Sam. Like I don't know whose role that is, but mm. th th there's something mm. they'll have. Um, but then there'll be a little bit work as, as individuals, yeah. would you say? I think it's, yeah, I was really surprised because I think you've played them the last three test matches, you know you know it's going to come. We've talked about it mm. as a group in this podcast and around the world around it, around that kind of stuff happening. So, um, you know, Gilbert and Oka will bring that on board and they'll be able to talk around it and taking it as an opportunity and a, and a learning, more, most importantly. So, um, you know, they'll be able to talk around that. And again, if you're Argentina, you almost want to kind of get a blueprint and copy and paste that kind of stuff. So, You'd probably see that in the next test match they do play against um, Argentina, but again, you know those leaders will come together collectively and have a plan in place with Gilbert, and then best preparing themselves um, for the next time it happens. They'll be prepared whether that be you know they come into group, they take a, one of the props to go down if they feel that kind of emotion and that kind of stuff's happening. Get into a circle, take a quick, uh, quick deep breath, and then next task and next focus. So I suppose you, take the learnings. you don't want to overplay it either, do you? When you're doing your your reviews and all that kind of stuff, because. I mean, so many of the parts of the game that didn't go quite to plan had nothing to do with that. You know, th those are a few moments along the way. No, but the emotion played such a part. Mm. If you look for both sides, when the red cards happened for either side or the yellow cards, the next four or five penalties were against the team who had just had yeah. the yellow card. Yeah. So I think that shows that there was no cue to write, OK, we need to be on the right letter of the law mm. yeah. and, and, and make an adjustment so the ref can see an adjustment. But... When there was a red card, I think we got penalised and there was that scuffle with Sam Kane. Then they got their red card and we piggybacked down the field um, into the corner just before half-time and then they eventually got a yellow card. So they, mm. uh, Wallabies um, you know, got five or six penalties in a yellow. And then obviously there were five penalties before Scott Barrett's um, hand and then he got a yellow and then a couple more after that. So I, I think that's when you're not making an adjustment after such a severe punishment, it shows that emotion's probably getting in the way of mm. your thinking.
So do you think the Aussies made that adjustment right? Like the way you say it then, I think. No, I don't. Like I don't think either so. That's uh, why it was twenty four twenty two. Yeah. You know what? If uh, they they made they made hay while the sun shine when um, the All Blacks got yellow carded. That's what I was saying before. They 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 were were more structured in attack and more um, accurate when they had the man up advantage, whereas we we weren't um, because there was still some emotion and stuff playing in there, especially that one before half time. Um, but I don't think they adjusted their emotions as, as well as they'd like either. I mean, it was clear to see, like, you know, penalty after penalty after penalty is not what um, coaches want or players or your leaders or, you know, Michael Hooper having to get called up and then Sam Kane getting called up and spoken to, um, you know, knows that you, there's no flow to the game. Mm. So where to from here? We've got two more test matches to go against Argentina. <clears throat> How, if you're Ian Foster, do you approach these next two test matches? with your team selections, with your tactical adjustments, where do you go? I think they'll take, one of you obviously take the learnings with the ill discipline. I think you can't afford to get a red card and a yellow card in test matches and, you know, and one which we saw on the weekend. So they'll probably want to shore that up the next couple of test matches against Argentina. But I think you see a continuation of guys getting opportunities, I think. Um, and I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be disrespecting them, but it'll just be based around, there's not many test matches like you've talked about, Ross, around, you know, this year and then going into next year. So you need to be able to give your whole squad a, an opportunity to play to play footy. So, and expectation is, you know, it doesn't matter if um, you've played a couple of test matches or you just play one test match, your job is to go in there and to perform well. So, you know, I think you'll see a continuation of um, the squad changing up a little bit and giving guys opportunities. But then again, um, you just want to see the constant improvement in, in game with their game plan, but then also uh, take the learnings that they had from the last test match that they had as well. I reckon you'll see them continue to pick on form. I, I think they, st I think those guys that were picked and given opportunity mm. were in form in Super Rugby yep. Aotearoa and they deserve that opportunity through performance. They will now be judged on the performance on the weekend and the team will be picked accordingly from that and yep. the weeks prior. So form. And I think they've, they've rewarded form and they've rewarded guys that have um, put runs on the board, to use a cricket analogy. Uh, and I think that'll, that'll be seen in this week's team. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because in a situation like that where there hasn't been a lot of gameplay, you almost have to play them to find out if they're in form. Exactly, but there was so much time between the reason they were picked in the squad before they could play. Yeah. So they were rewarded for the form they had to get in the squad. Now yeah. they've had their lick, so someone like Aki, I believe, gets another crack because he performed very well. Others might not, um, and, and the other guys will come back into the, that selection. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
coaching decision. Yeah. What about Geordie Barrett? He did the switch from 14 to 15. Were you happy with the way that the Barrett 10-15 combo worked? Let's just be clear, they weren't given a platform like the week before, Yeah. yeah. so it's hard to judge. I don't think you can say um, Judge Bodie or Geordie because uh, the early read card and the platform and the organisation, to lose a forward, it, it does play with your shape yep. um, and how, uh, your attacking shape, your defensive shape, mm. certain areas you know, of the line-out play, uh, rack play. Like <clears throat> Five of the nine tries that the All Blacks have scored have come from line-out and we couldn't clinch that line-out before half time and I think that just shows that there was just a little bit of clunkiness and not the platform provided that we've seen in past weeks to judge them fairly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, again, when you've got kind of people get being sent off and it does have a massive play around your structure, especially even in the three two shape or just in any shape in general. So but again I thought, you know, Bodie and, you know, Geordie when they were having good touches, they were good. You know, yeah. the penetrating the line but Bodie in that first twenty minute stanza where we had a lot of ball was attacking the line, then Geordie was in and around that um, that roving position as well. So, I think you know, get given they will, if they do tend to go that way again, they'll have to be given an opportunity. But I think that we probably will see Richie slot back in there, and then probably putting uh, Bodie back to fullback with Geordie on the right hand wing. I, I even I thought you know Sevu as well, mm. and he was you know he was he was he was good around when he had the ball in hand. Would have been nice if he had a bit more speed to finish. He'll be the first to admit that. But again, you know we've got a lot of choices where we can go. But I think they'll probably go with Richie at ten have Bodie at fullback and then having um, Geordie back on, on the wing. I'd love to see some more Nani Lamape, like behind a bit more of a, a, a solid platform. Do you reckon they're going to see? Do you reckon they'll see any more of them? <coughs> no, mm. I don't. I, I, um, well, maybe I just, I'm reading between the lines with Fozzie's comments as saying that he felt he was ready, but maybe yeah. um, he's, he's a little bit underdone from, from the injury. So um, you'd, you'd probably think good Hugh mm. will we'll slip back in there with yeah. Anton and uh, maybe Anton gets a break and, and Rico gets a crack at 13 mm. with, with Jack. Um, don't know. I mean, that's the interesting makeup is Caleb on the left or did Rico do enough to be on the left? Um, I think you've seen a, a real shift in his energy and, and what he's providing. So I think he'll he'll find himself in and around the mix. Surely that's Rico that is. It can't be easy for them with, you know, with there as many changes happening week after week after week. I know you guys, you see a lot of it in Super Rugby and... I suppose players are used to just slotting in, but at a test match level with the amount of intensity that's coming at you, you know, to, to know exactly what's going on inside and outside of you must be a fairly important thing. Well, it's hard, it's yeah. hard, it's hard when it's, there's, there's red cards involved as well. You know, if it's, if it's 15 on 15, mm -hmm. then it's so much easier just to have an understanding of what your shape is and where you're supposed to be on the field. But when those little things get taken, when, you know, scooter goes off and, you know, offer goes off, it changes a lot around and we talk around Nani and um, Nani's Im impact on the game. It's hard for him to get in the game as well when we're not getting that front foot forward like we did the week before. So, you know, all those kind of things that happen around um, that game plan, it probably um, doesn't help us when it comes to our game plan attack, but um, I don't know yeah, what we kicked a lot. We kicked a lot more in the first um, time. A little bit aimlessly, I thought, at mm. times. Um, so it didn't allow guys like Nani to get in the game and then he was subbed and then... Um, so yeah, it might be a little bit unfair, but he, he, he might be back in the mix. I mean, he certainly deserves to be in the discussion, obviously. Mm. Um, but it, like, you saw him when he crashed. Uh, I think he went over the top of Wilson, although, in that um, channel. So we know how destructive he mm. can be. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's fair as well on... <laughs> that sounds so bad here, but... I don't think it's fair on Bodie either. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I still would love to see him get a good platform and, and some uh, good quick ball. You know, when Webby came on, Webby came on, provided him with some good ball. You know, it looked really good. But um, 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, Richie will probably slot back into 10. There's a lot of guys that will probably wanting to have their time again. Um, but yeah, uh, I think they'll, they'll revert back to a few, few um, selections. But I, I do want to make it clear that that test was the most intense of the four. Yeah. Through the red cards, through um, change. So, you know, even if we'd put out um, the other side, those, those, because off has been there the whole time. So those factors probably mm. still would have played out. And that was probably the most intense test match atmosphere of the four. Mm. So it can't all be doom and gloom for yeah. those guys that were out there. Is he getting paid for plugs for Bodie, do you think? Is there <laughs> money being passed He's been a good teammate. I don't like that because I've rewarded Richie. I've, I've pumped Richie up as well. You know, I spoke <laughs> about, um, but he's done the business, you know, like, and he's had such a great platform and, oh, I, I won't even argue <laughs> it. Uh, I love you, Bodie. Love you, mate. But I think we've talked a lot about the All Blacks, but I think Australia, you know, they just mm. came to the party. You know, I think we talked around the last two, you know, the last test match they played. They talked around physicality and, you know, winning the breakdown. You know, they did that a lot better in this test match. So, you know, we talk around the All Blacks not getting a good platform and that kind of stuff. And, you know, the likes of Bode not being able to play on that front foot like yeah, probably the last test match. But Australia were, were, were brutal when it came to that breakdown. I know Dave Rennie's been massive on that during this, this test match series around physicality, Brutal and, and winning that breakdown, so you know, I thought they were bloody impressive, and it probably came into where we didn't get what we wanted to. That's maybe might lead to where we were a clunky, Jim. Yeah, we, so we were clunky. Wallabies have got to be happy though. I reckon they found a Lucy that's between a, a Hennigan and a Samu mm -hmm. in Swinton. Yeah, he's a real power, big body um, athlete, and has the ability and the skill set to yeah. have a bit of flair in him as well. Yeah, so, and then he's got a bit of aggression in him. As we know, um, so I think they've unearthed a little little gem there with with a little bit of fine tuning and a little bit more accuracy. I think he's he's got a big career ahead of him. But the other gem, I, we, I know when Caleb Clark had his debut, you know we were talking at Northam about how good he is. Right, I mean you mentioned him in your back three. Yep, there's a guy who made a hell of a debut. Oh, you know, his first touch was a try. First touch, yeah. <laughs> but again, like you know, Dan Gurney has, has played well and that kind of stuff, but. What I loved about him was just his, his attacking ability and his his, his, uh, his, ex his execution as well. So we talked about Dan Gurney and quite a bit of the last two test matches, the execution. You know, his Banks was, was really good around that. So you know, when you're not putting your team under pressure, you're not making mistakes and letting off the pressure, which is probably the, 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 all the um, Wallabies have done the last couple of test matches, you know, it just builds confidence. And then you know, the likes of Nick White were able to snipe around because they were continuing to hold onto the ball, not dropping the ball. And then the likes of even Lola Sear when he came on, Jip, you know, I thought, you know, you talked about previously him attacking the line and being more instinctive. Mm. I thought he was much better over yeah. that last 15 minutes when he came on. So, you know, the likes of that, and it's, again, holding on to that ball and being able to have that continuation in your game. And I thought Banks was, he was awesome around that. Mm. His kick coverage is what I liked. A um, couple of times his grubbers through, yeah. he got Work back and, and exited. Also, when they were kicked long, he'd, he'd be able to catch the ball on the full so it wasn't bouncing. You know, like Mick Byrne always used to say, if it can get two bounces, that's a win for the kicker. Um, so I, th I think defensively, like his attacking stuff speaks for itself. Mm. But for me, the off-the-ball work mm. and his ability to cover that, that backfield and work really well yeah. with the other two because sometimes their pendulum and backfield coverage has, has been taken apart, especially in um, yeah. the test before with little dinky kicks, also um, getting over the back corner back of wingers whereas he caught a lot on the full and he sorted out a lot of those gr those little grubbers in behind especially there was one um just just close to the line that was put through and, and he got back and, and cleared it mm. um so i think he can be extremely proud yeah. Foot, yeah he can be extremely proud of his performance but i i know 
you know, the Rennie style, he'll be liking all that off mm. the ball, um, you know, sort of character work that he's done in, uh, rather than the, the highlight reel stuff. You have to give a bit of credit to the defensive coach, defence coach of Australia as well. The learnings that they took, you know, you, you look around the last test match with the attacking kicks. I know they probably didn't get a lot of dividends when it came to the attacking kicks as they did last time with Richie and Bodie and that stuff. So I think there has to be a bit of credit with that pendulum that you yeah, around Jip. But they were I a lot better in that. But also I think that edge, that second to last defender, mm. sometimes it's the centre or the two middies, allowing these guys in the, in, around the ruck to bring the line speed yep. and, and, and that player is 50-50 yep. and then uh, that backfield coverage didn't allow that kicking game to be effective but these guys in here stopped worrying about it. Mm. I think in the, in the test before they were so worried about it, so they slowed their line speed and then they weren't as effective whereas they, I feel like the defence coach must have just said you guys just hustle game. Mm. You hustle game. These four out the back and the edge defender will cover the kicks yeah. and and obviously nine yeah covering and, and that's they just kept coming they kept coming in and didn't allow that that kick accuracy yeah trust is there that's and it's amazing how quickly trust can be built clarity oh, of yeah. roles yeah, yeah. nice i, I think yeah. clarity of roles yep. is there there's trust trust will get even more and more but i felt like the forwards had real clear clarity on what they were trying to achieve with their line speed yep. and their spacings and the commitment to just their job in front of them and saying you do your stuff and if you don't get it right well we've mm. done our bit and that's that that clarity of roles looked a lot better yeah, the best thing with it with the pendulum and that kind of and that kind of um defensive pattern is around communication on the run yeah. so you, the communication skills between you know um, Wright, banks and corabetti must have been at the forefront because given the guy's confidence in the inside to be able to tell them you can go you can go like leave last leave last those really small comms on the runs probably to the loose 40s or who might be on the edge or the boys are a little bit tighter. If you can give them confidence to go, they can just go. Whereas I think in the last test match, due to the quick ball and probably a little bit of indecision, they were holding off. Mm. So I think a big pat on the back, there must have been some really good communication between the back three, which in a pendulum you need to have. So it'll be a continuation going forward, hopefully. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, Hodge again, have to say like, cause he's a big body. Mm. There was a couple of times when Sam Whitelock, I think was called back for that forward tip pass. He was the one that took the the tip runner, and that was a that was a forward, and, and he hit him hard. So yeah. so having a bigger body and Hodge in there, I think also yeah. um, solidified their defence because he's he's confident defender. You know, he he doesn't matter if he's against a forward or a back, he, he's yeah. willing to hit. Yeah, South Africa have often based like they've had Henry Honeyball and they've had guys like Butch James, larger first fives who can play that role mm. within their system. It's not a bad idea. It's not because sometimes. You'll get caught out somewhere because defensively, sometimes in systems, they can look to hide that player if he isn't a big body yeah. uh, out and maybe a little bit wider out. And well, then that's where they, they had to here yeah. in, the, in the backfield yeah. you know, last time. So. so, And if that's not a natural, um, we speak mm. about the backfield coverage and stuff, mm. if that's not a natural thing for you as a player, then that's when you start having problems in your defence because it's, it's just not cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas they had men in the right areas. They had confidence in their own roles as individuals, which flowed to flowed to their accuracy. I yep. feel like they've benefited the most from having four tests in a row against the All Blacks. That's been re it's the, probably the thing that would work the most for Dave oh. Rennie. Yep. And when you're developing a team like that, to have that kind of consistency against high quality. But let's not forget, we're developing a lot of players as well. Yeah. And I think, like for us, facing a bit of adversity is going to be really powerful yeah. for us and our growth as well. Yes, there was an expectation that we'd come in and it would be four nil, but um, it hasn't been that way and, and what you can get out, you learn so much more out of your losses than, than your wins and, and I think they'll, as I said, they're building towards something, it's a new coaching group, they're learning more about all these new players, 
Yes, the Wallabies have got heaps out of it, out of the four tests. Absolutely. I mean, they've got new everything. Um, you know, so they'll get heaps out of it. But I still think we've got plenty out of it as well. And, and it's not a it's not a doom and gloom. Like, I know losing a test match is, like, I, I don't want us to lose test matches. Yeah. But it's what we can gain out of it and, and the lessons that we can take out of it will be massive. I think it's good for, good for the competition as well. You're thinking about the Tri-Nations and, oh, yes, we have, we've won the Bledisloe. But I think going forward, you know, we talk around 2023 being the, over, the overall goal of winning a World Cup. But... If it can be that competitive and Dave Rennie's going to have more of an influence through the next couple of years, being able to grow the group, the new players that we're talking about that we haven't known, you know, we haven't seen them. So It's know, great for rugby. It is, mate, it it's is. And so, rugby. you know, with South Africa coming on board again as well, it's great having them in the competition as well. And then Argentina, Argentina are always trying to get better as well. But again, I think for the competition and going forward and having Dave Rennie in them with the, um, the growth that we've seen in Australia, I think it's great for the competition moving forward. It's lots of fun though, isn't it? Because usually we go, you know, we go to Argentina, then we go to South Africa, and then we come home, and we do all that. To be able to play the same side that many times in a row, oh, great to do that every year. Cause oh, it yeah. gives you a real feel for a litmus test for where, where, things, you, are where things are at. Yeah. You just never know when you're traveling the world and doing all those things. Yeah. But also, like, we, we speak about litmus tests, like Dave Rennie under huge heat, and then he gets a test match win, you know? Like, mm. Whereas in the other times when new coaches have come in, they've probably got the win early. Mm. And then it's just fallen away. Whereas he's had to really grit and, and bring the group together. And again, we go back to you know him as a person and create an environment that you're playing for something bigger than yourself. And yeah. I don't think there is anything more evident than that on mm. the weekend. Let's talk a bit of uh, Midas and Cup, shall we? No. <laughs> You how good, how tight. Man. These, how tight. How good, man. This team, she's just looked at it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in the running. Are you talking well, about us? Yeah. No, look, we are, mate. It's um, yeah, I think. We've kind of just hit a kind of sweet spot at the moment. We've won a couple of games, and I think the biggest. Mate, you're in for great us. form. Let's let's just put it straight. <laughs> I'm not playing, so I can say it. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe you're, ask, maybe you you're in great form. I'll talk about You're just going to get the PC. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. talk about PC, us. Like, I don't want. Um, I don't want. Well, well, we've we've strung a few games together. Uh, yeah. Chip, you tell like, you how we go. Oh mate, mate. How you're going outstanding. Like I would say, one of the form teams of the comp. Oh yeah. Like if you've strung a number of wins together, and it's on the basis of what we spoke about, is is. The boys up front providing a flat, uh, flat form. I'm getting so excited. Um, platform for you lads to be able to perform um, your best out the back. And, and it, it's just a cohesive group. And, and to be honest, you just look like a happy side that is willing to do anything for each other. And that's when you know a team's humming along together. Mm. And I don't think it was more shown than that performance on the weekend in tough conditions, knowing that you had to get a bonus point and then performing for someone that's been so important to yeah. our change as a as a union and as a club and from someone outside of the region who is now a, you know I'll say he's not born and bred but he's he's that passionate about the region and Murphy yeah. Taramai who got his mm -hmm. 50th yeah. and and just seeing how much it meant to you guys to perform for him yeah. it wasn't about where we were on the table it wasn't about the outcome it was about giving Murphy the day yep. or the time in the sun um, for his 50th and that's 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 the exciting part of it that to me, is what communities can get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is a close competition. Like, oh. It's ridiculous with 24 points to 30-something points between the, all of the teams in that. Yeah, that apart from Auckland, apart from Auckland yeah. and Tasman and maybe Waikato as well, yeah, all of us could be relegated, you know? Yeah. So all, all we could make semifinals. Semifinals, yeah. And so, you know, if you're talking about the comp for the competition, you know, and we talk about the competition, like, it's, it's unbelievable. So... You know, we, we know that we've got a massive job around Bay Plenty because, you know, they had a great result on the weekend against Waikato. 
you know, a team that's, you know, started the season off well, but Bay Plenty are very similar to us. They're playing really well, good footy, and mm. anybody can beat anybody. You look at Hawks Bay, being that, mm. that great Ranfurly Shield match against um Tom against Parsons, Bay. he was exceptional. <laughs> you know, and um, Dixon, two big fellas leading from the front. <laughs> but it's it's great for the it's great for the for the competition. Mm. I think he's a as Luke a, as Romano. A consumer. Can we just give him a pat on the back? We said here last week, yeah. if there was one bloke that could help turn around Canterbury in the type five, Luke Romano, and he just carried them. Yeah. I don't know how many line-out steals he four, had. Four, but four. I reckon more than four. <laughs> he, the pressure he put on caused overthrows. He's just He was into it. And, and you've got to admire also the other type five members um, in that Canterbury They must pack. have been listening to our, our podcast. Oh, they mate, they, listening. That, I think they were getting a bit of heat from in-house too. <laughs> so I don't think they are listening to us. But you know, I even heard that the old Richard Lowe was into them saying he was going to go down to training. So <laughs> uh, uh, you've got to admire, you know, a lot of them are young men and, and they, they fronted mm -hmm. that and they just fronted physically in the areas that mattered, scrum, line out and then defensively um, so you've got to give them a pat on the back uh, it was looking pretty doom and gloom yeah. and we said if any team can do it to get out of trouble yeah. canterbury thank god we said that because <laughs> uh, now we look great yeah um but now wellington you know they were looking prime sitting happy in fourth have gone oh, yeah. fourth to seventh yeah. yeah i mean that's crazy but yeah if you're talking how about big is losing deeply now yeah massive. that is massive yeah um, and he, I mean, I presume he's going to play at least one game while he's over there. Yeah. It sounds like it because um, Plumtree said yeah. they want to give most of the squad members a crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, amazing Canterbury up against Auckland this week. You know, That's be well, Auckland are sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. So what team are they going to send down? Yeah. And they've got a lot of injuries. They lost two hookers on the weekend. Um, you Scrafton know, they had to have a prop. Scrafton and Wheaton were rested. Were they rested or injured? No, they were injured. They were injured, okay. so yeah, they're bad and bruised at the moment. Um, yeah. So there is yeah. a few sore bodies in Auckland, so potentially, I mean, they've got number one spot locked. Yeah. So, because they bet Tasman. Yeah. So if Tasman get five points, it doesn't matter. No. They end up in the same points. So yeah. Canterbury could sneak through. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. There's just that oh. kind of team there could, wouldn't they? <laughs> Come on, Auckland. Send them, send, just send Ray Arcee yeah. down, please. But like, seriously, like, if you talk about 10 weeks of the competition, and it's yeah. going, this is exactly what you want. We talked about mm. competitiveness in the Tri-Nations. You talk about Mighty 10 Cup, spots up for grabs and relegation. Southall's back in the mix. How good was your performance against Otago? Beating Otago, yeah. dominated. Now oh. they're coming up to play counties yeah. away from home, and they could potentially, if Northland lose to Waikato on the, on the weekend, mm. they go into fourth. You know what I love seeing? I would, would, would have loved to be a fly on the wall, on the ground, actually, in yeah. Southland. When Whopper went on the bench, and he sat down for the last 10 minutes. I would oh. have loved to have heard yeah. what the Southland There would have been a bit of a There was a great so. turnout at that oh. terrace yeah. in Southland. He actually is playing well. Bro. I know. Whopper, he's, he's yeah. little tip passes, he's scrumming yeah. well. He's and that's what, I love about, that's what I love about Mighty Team Cap. You know, you've yeah. got the young guys that are coming through, but then you're bringing these, you know, the guys that are experienced, you know, he's played over 100 games for the Stags. Yeah. It's now with Otago, it's players like that that come back and just, you know, give that experience for those young guys coming through and still playing good footy. Yeah, they've got a lot to offer. They do, mate. They do. Lots of offer. Whopper. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw him come on the field the other day. Like, oh, I would oh, love to see him. He's, he's player coach. I think he's running their scrum as well. Yeah. Sass is there, coach. Sass is there, yeah, Tom yeah. Donnelly. Yeah. And what a year he's having. First year in charge. Yeah. It's exceptional. Yeah. 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 He can't have an exceptional weekend this weekend. It's not allowed. <laughs> Who? Tom Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> Who have they got? <laughs> oh, they got Tasman. Oh. Yeah. That'll be a good game. And, and Dunedin? Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure. I just know that Tasman's going to have a Yeah. Josh Iwani will be um, wanting to have a ripper. 
The old kicking boot wasn't wasn't in favour for him on the weekend. Yeah, friend of the show. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah. He is. He, he, <laughs> hey, mate, he's a realist. He, he, he'd know it just as much as when I throw a knot straight, mate. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've really enjoyed this Mitre 10. It's, I think it's the best Mitre 10 Cup I've seen in years. By a long way. Because you, you used to know what was going to happen. You had the, mm. the knacky come out of the blocks real fast with all blacks and all sorts. And then they're slowing down, you know. And, and it's just... You never know what's going to happen. That's the thing, like, yeah, you've got to be lucky with injuries as well. You know, we talk about squads that were depleted. You know, you talk around the two hookers for Auckland and Scrafton and Wetton around for Auckland, just as, as an example. But then, you know, they've some, lost All Blacks. Yeah, you know, they've lost All Blacks as well. You talk around, you look at Canterbury, they lost All Blacks in the early part of the year. We, we've been officials of playing against them. But, you know, mm. start of the competition, you saw a lot of the All Blacks playing, and which, which probably led to the high level of the competition. And then you probably think, as a consumer, you think, like, it, it might drop off a little bit. but... I just don't think it has, Chip. I just think it's continued to get better and better. And then the competitiveness of all the teams that compete, South and their resurgence have been to come up and playing old South and rugby, you know, where they're grinding out just wins. Just based on defence, isn't it? You know, yeah. you know, I think, you know, obviously Lambourne would be oh, massive mate. around the changing that culture. I just there, think mate. he's a perfect guy to give his skipper. Like, he's just as full of energy, loves getting the boys up off the field, mm. plays with all the heart on the field. Um, and, and all their stuff's based on hard work, you know, like yeah. even on the weekend, all their tries were based off defensive pressure. Yeah. Um, straight after half time, James got an intercept um, through a pass um, from Ioane that went to deck, it bounced up, he ran 50 metres. Yeah. Before that, it was a kick chase, which um, Otago tried to play out, knock on from that mm. scrum. Uh, Latu scored. And then the last one as well um, was from de de defensive pressure as well. So all those sort of grafty roll up your C sort of style play. Um, and it was the first time they've scored a bonus point, I think, since 2016. Yeah. Can I just right. talk, just we're talking around Northland, just losing their game to Auckland. You well, talk around. But at injuries, like they didn't have Robinson, they didn't have Cutter Pryor. 14 Matt players though, Jip. Yeah, I know. 14 but, players. But they they've, they've, they didn't have Hawkins. It just shows that it, you need that experience in, mm. in Mitre 10 Cup teams to, to clinch out wins. They should, they had ample yeah. opportunity to yeah. win that win that game. Yeah. If you talk around experience, because Simon Hickey came to our house quite a bit as well, and being able to have, you know, they talked around solutions around, you know, how do we deal with 14 men and that kind of stuff. So they tried mm. to try, you know, shorten the lineups to four and five men, didn't find their work, so then they got the nine to jump in at the front, and more so just old school, straight from the hooker, straight yeah. to the nine, and then getting the ball out. So if you talk around experience. They actually looked really good on attack, though, with 14. Like, I don't, it didn't seem to affect them. It was just defensively mm. they were put on a little bit of pressure, but they, they did look... Like and when they just played in phase play. Hey mate, how good's Ray Asu been? Oh, Celeste Ray Asu, mate. Yeah. I knew. I oh, know, I saw you were uh, your commentator. Do you know? Oh, mate, how did the that roof go? nearly came off. The roof nearly <laughs> came off. I was there. Mate, the, the week before against Waikato, I was just like blown away by him. But um, it's not just the tries, it's his kicking game, it's his aerial game, it's his defensive reads. Um, although he got that intercept and then Ranger um, did a beauty little um, face ball that, that got him. Um, and, and Northland, uh, Sam Knock ended yeah. up scoring, um, but yeah, oh, he was he was he was exceptional. But they they they're humming along, but him in particular, mm. he creates stuff out of nothing. He mm. does, man. Yeah, and he's probably going to have to go to the Olympics next year, and I mean he's going to probably enjoy that. But yeah. it'd be yeah. great to see him playing some super. <laughs> well, yeah, it would. Yeah, he hasn't had any opportunities down there, and he hasn't. Does he? But yeah, I'd say based off this form, yeah. they'll be fighting to keep him. Yeah. Yeah, Ross, well, I want to ask, mate. Yeah. Pick your top four for the Premiership. Top four. Who's it going to uh, be after week 10 and the, oh, and the I championship? Mean, considering who can win and who can lose, I mean, obviously you can have Auckland and Tasman up there. 
I'm gonna look. hit the floor, mate. <laughs> Tell us, mate. I'm, yeah, look. I would imagine that Harbour might just sneak in there. Um, what? I, look, what have the games been played? Well, Bop the, and Harbour play each other. Yeah. They all cancel each other out. One of those yeah. four won't. So Canterbury have got Auckland, but Auckland might send a, yeah. a rested team. Tasman's got Otago. But Canterbury can't make Wellington, the top four. Wellington, Manawatu. Canterbury? I don't think Canterbury can make the top four, but they can make it away from being sent down, right? Are they yeah. still yeah. a little yeah. bit Unless I think so, yeah. Unless yeah. we draw. Unless there's a draw. But, yeah. I mean, the Bay of Plenty Harbour is the key game because yeah. one of them has to lose. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking potentially the loser will relegated and the yeah. winner will go to the series. Two to Wellington, Wellington and Manawa two. Yeah. So that's the that's Sunday afternoon. It's a lot to go man, a lot. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the, I think it'll be um, uh, in the championship obviously Hawks Bay Otago are done, Taranaki's in after yesterday. Jared Hoyata coming out of retirement. I that. Have had a few injuries, late call up, he's coaching them, he yes. just said give me the jersey, chucked did it start, on. Did he start on AK? No, he came on 10 minutes. Oh, good yeah. on I actually, I saw him warming up and I snapchatted it as a joke and I just said, mate, are you coming out of retirement for the fourth time? <laughs> and, um, and then after the game, he goes, mate, I actually played. I was just like, oh my God, how did I miss that? He's so, not that old, is he? No, he's, he's not, but I just like to yeah. Yeah, give him a bit of stick. Mm. Um, but, I reckon the fourth spot will be? Uh, I think Southland. Southland. I think Southland will beat Counties and I think uh, the Moolu men will, will beat, Northland. beat Northland. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, it's going to be a bit of fun. Yeah. It could go anyway. No, it's great for the competition. <coughs> but yeah, I think the championship, you know, it's Otago and Hawks Bay to lose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not counties. It is. Whoever can get that f one spot, I reckon, is crucial. Where? In, what, in, in the championship. You know, Hawks Bay at home are tough. Yeah. Tough yeah. to play at home. If they can get that one, I think they can they can finally mm. be promoted. Mm. Uh, they've been in and around for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think as well, Jip, they would have had a massive, like, you know, they had the shield. And that kind of stuff. Do you think with that pressure gone with them now, they'll be able to flick that switch to be able to, you know? Oh yeah. You think, think so. they'll have that same level I of intensity that, of when they because there were selections in that Bay of Plenty game that was definitely done to prepare them for Wellington. Mm. And then that first forty, whew, they were awesome. I think I've seen a better forty from a team this year. Yeah. In Martin Cup. Yeah. The, the Hawks Bay team have had practice in big games. Yeah. This year, which yeah. other teams haven't. Yeah, that's it's one of the great point. things about it's the Shield is it gives you that chance yeah, you're right. to have pressure cooker situations that other teams don't get. Yeah. How good was uh, Fakatava? Great. He's yeah. had a great season. Great game management. He was great. You know. Kicking game, everything. He's 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 definitely learned a hell of a lot off yeah. Nagi, I reckon, down in 100%. the Highlanders. Yeah, I agree. I think he just has, like, we know how um, great he is. I think the running, Crusaders running. are looking at signing him. Not a bad sign. Not a bad sign. No, just before we go around there, though, like, yeah. we've, we've talked around him. Um, he's talked around, been talked around his running game and his instinctiveness around running, but his game management around his little tops and his little kicks, putting, you know, rolling it out and, um, and changing the momentum of the game. And his turnovers, I think he had about three or four turnovers. He's in the game. strong and, over the ball, isn't And he? crucial turnovers when, you know, Wellington were coming back and having had a, had a bit of momentum. And it just got stopped that momentum due to Valau's um, breakdown work. So it's actually a big thing, halfbacks. You, like, you and uh, Drummy did a lot for the Crusaders, yeah. and now Jonathan Rue did a nut about three or four yeah. for Auckland. Yeah. Um, Fakatava, it's, it's the new thing because nine's always sitting in there. Yeah, so if around, there's yeah. an isolated player, yeah. it's quite a quite a new skill set that they're prepared to put the body in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the back of a mall. Like on the weekend. Oh, mate. The two new taller owes me is about four or five beers, man. Yeah. Just wait, behind you don't behind deserve him. that I prop. do, mate. 
I'm telling him where to go, man. He doesn't know you. Give me the ball, mate. You owe him beers for just throwing such great seeds. Honestly, if he wasn't pushing at the back, it wasn't a try. That's it, mate. He probably owes Jacob and Gerard and Sione a few beers. Doing the hard work up the front. You ask them to throw double skip passes to the wingers in trade spots. Yeah, that's it. Sione's got a bullet pass. He does, yeah. He loves it there. We try and include Nonny in some passing place. He's got a hell of a pass. Talk too much. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to Bay this week. So, really good encounter. That's going to be a bit of fun. And that's that good. is our show for this week. Aotearoa Rugby Pod on rugbypass.com.